Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. My name is Matt Spectro. As always, your host, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan. And you have reached the podcast talking comic book animation. Merry Christmas. Thanks you for joining us as we're going to celebrate a month long celebration of Christmas with every week being a Christmas episode. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. What did you call us? You hear me, right? Con men, thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, thugs, criminals! The North Pole, them are fighting words, partner. Put them up! Welcome to episode 82. We're going to get right into it. Before we do, let me briefly explain the rules. Rule number one, comic book animation. Rule number two... Big fan of the old team-up books. Marvel team-up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold. So this is a team-up podcast every week, me and a special guest. Diving into the world of comic book animation, rule number three. Probably most important, we gotta have fun. And a special added rule, we gotta have a Merry Christmas. Before we get into it, I'm gonna bring out my guest. He is returning to the multiverse. He is the host of the podcast Time to Rewind. Welcome back. Bubba Wheat. Hey, thanks. It's uh, good to be back. Glad to have you. It's been a while since you were on the show, and uh, I just got to start off with a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) Before we get into it, I've been asking everybody, can you pick a favorite Christmas film or Christmas special or Christmas episode of a TV show, perhaps? That's, um, actually, it's it's not too tough. There's not a ton of Christmas movies that I like, because I, I think a lot of them are a little bit too sappy for me. But it's the one that I always like um, the most, I think, is you know the classic Christmas comedy, A Christmas Story. All right. Not too bad. Did you watch, uh, I just watched uh, A Christmas Story Christmas. Did you watch that? I haven't yet, but I do plan to, because I, I know a couple years ago, they came out with A Christmas Story 2, with Ralphie as a teenager, and that one was not good at all. So I'm I'm curious if this one's going to be better, since if they actually do bring the original actor that played Ralphie back as an adult. They also bring the original Schwartz, the original uh, Flick, and the original actor who played Scott Farkas are all returned for this. Nice. His brother... Does show up, but I, I have no idea if it's. I don't think it's the same actor, but his brother does appear. I don't want to spoil it for <laughs> or, or anybody else out there listening as well. Well, I uh, Christmas Vacation, still my all-time favorite Christmas film. All right, this week you picked the topic. Uh, we're stretching the rules a little bit, bending them a little bit, but hey, it's uh it's in the spirit of Christmas. This week we're going to discuss. And celebrate the holidays with Space Ghost. Now, uh, <laughs> before we get into it all, is this just something you picked out of a hat or are you a huge Space Ghost fan? 
I, I mean, I, I haven't watched it in ages, but I was a big fan of this show. Uh, you know, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, specifically. Uh, and not, not going back all the way to the 60s Hanna-Barbera, the original Space Ghost cartoons. I don't think I ever watched those, but I, I was a fan of Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, as it uh, aired on Cartoon Network. It was just the, this really weird late-night interview show and I think whenever I first watched it, I was trying to to tell because I, I think the first couple episodes I watched, I wasn't entirely sure if the actors that they had on knew that they were interviewing Space Ghost or being interviewed by a cartoon character, or if they did like you know, Weird Al did a few of these interviews where he took interview f- footage with celebrities being interviewed by other people, and then he you know faked his questions and did them separately but uh, you know as as i watched a few more episodes they were definitely calling him space ghost and and interacting with the just absolute absurdity that goes on in in these interviews my first exposure to space ghost was as a child i watched the uh the world super adventure, the Hanna Barbera World of Super Adventure cartoon. That's what it was. I watched reruns of that, which was just a cartoon that every week they would show a different one of the Hanna Barbera superhero lineups, whether it be Space Ghosts, Herculoids, the Fantastic Four, Galaxy Trio, things like that. Um, at the time, I thought Space Ghost was super cool, but uh, I couldn't tell you when I started researching this episode. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you a lot about it. I just remember the cartoon. And his simplistic but brilliant superhero costume. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if I still have it, but I I know at least at one point I did have the first season of Space Ghost Coast to Coast on DVD. So we're going to, since it's Christmas, uh, we're going to go, we're not going to go into the full in-depth history of Space Ghost, but we're going to go over some of the details. Space Ghost was uh, created by Joseph Barbera, William Hanna, and the legendary Alex Toth. For anyone who doesn't know Alex Toth, he was also the he did most of the designs for uh, the Super Friends. Uh, he created Space Ghost and uh, bringing him back in uh, 1966, where it was the Space Ghost and Dino Boy television show. Space Ghost and Dino Boy uh, shared cartoons. Space Ghost fought, and they kept saying it. He fought crime in outer space, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about. It. He had a very uh, he had a short run, about uh, two and a half seasons, give or take, but he uh, ran syndication throughout the 70s and some of the 80s, uh, so a whole generation had was seen and uh, familiar with him. The original voice was one Gary Owens, who uh, also voiced Blue Falcon on the old Dino Mutt cartoon. He was a powdered toast man on Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh, that's great. And uh, before he passed away... His last voice appearance was he actually voiced Space Ghost on an episode of the Brave and the Bold cartoon back in 2011 where Batman teamed up with Space Ghost. So, we then fast forward to the 90s for, as you had mentioned, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. It debuted in April of 1994. Uh, This is actually the first ever original program produced by the Cartoon Network, believe it or not. (laughs) Before the Powerpuff Girls, before Johnny Bravo, any of that. In a very 
bizarre concept. Like you had said, it's a, it's a mishmash of animation and live action where space ghosts host a talk show <laughs> talking to celebrities. Uh, very odd. Uh, it was created by Mike Lazo. It was a combo of a. They didn't do a lot of new footage. I don't know if you noticed that watching. But, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of recycled footage. Yes, and and very much in the vein of the classic Hanna Barbera cartoons themselves. They you know each character only has like maybe a dozen animation cycles that they just uh, rotate through. I didn't find a lot into the the, the reasoning behind, but I would have loved to have been in the room for the the pitch meeting that uh, led to this thing getting a green light. Zorak and uh, Moltar, or uh, Zorak's like his uh, his Paul Schaefer, his sidekick, his Ed McMahon, if you will, and uh, Moltar is uh, like the uh, the director, the producer of the show. Um, <laughs> and looking up to this, I found that uh, supposedly <laughs> the backstory is once he defeated them, he had them in prison and suspended animation unfroze them and had them work in the show to, as like a way to reduce their uh, sentence, <laughs> which is very strange. So what does this all have to do with Christmas? You ask, we are going to go back to December 25th, 1994, a space ghost Christmas, which was a special Christmas episode of space ghost coast to coast. I don't even remember. I watched some of this back in the nineties. I don't remember this at all this christmas special yeah I, I don't remember it either i i think it only aired like just a small handful of times as far as i can tell and yeah it, it is like basically it's it's hard to even call it a clip show because it's basically three episodes of space ghost coast to coast back to back with new interstitials like it the clips are the entire episodes yeah, calling it a, a glorified clip show is almost an insult to clip shows. Like, this is like, there's barely even a wraparound to connect all this. Although considering, you know, each each episode was only like 11 minutes long, I would say that the they do get about 11 minutes out of the interstitials, like the four interstitials that they have. It's very... <laughs> I'm a little older, but I couldn't imagine anybody younger listening try to explain the concept of the show, of a, <laughs> of a talk show. With, I guess the logic was, you know, a lot of us were becoming like teenagers or adults, and we grew up with those cartoons, and maybe some of us were, out of nostalgia, were watching the early Cartoon Network, so they thought, what better way to bring that nostalgia in by uh, having Space Ghost host a talk show? I mean, for people that don't remember, in 1994, like 95% of Cartoon Network's programming was Hanna-Barbera cartoons from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, they had no original program, so it was predominantly all Hanna-Barbera with, they might have had like some of the Looney Tunes and stuff, but majority of their stuff was Hanna-Barbera, so they're assuming you're already a fan if you watched it. Yeah. I noticed looking into it that... uh. One of the show's writers, not this particular episode, but uh, Evan Dorkin was a, a writer on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, who, for anyone doesn't know, he had created the comic book Milk and Cheese. So, like I said, we're going back to A Space Ghost Christmas, December 25th, 1994, 
Uh, this was written by a Matthew Malaro. M- M- um, <laughs> I don't know much credit gets for writing. It's practically <laughs> a, a clip show. <laughs> Space Ghost is voiced by a George Lowe, who pretty much had done most of the credits are him just doing Space Ghost or doing stuff in the Space Ghost. I guess for lack of a ter- better word, you'd call it a, a shared universe. I mean, they had this led to the Brack Show and Harvey Birdman attorney at law <laughs> and he did the voices on all of those yeah I, I think the best way to describe the character of space ghost in this show is basically a modern era adam west because he's someone who you know he doesn't take himself very seriously anymore and he's he's kind of a joke of his old self zorak and moltar they're voiced by the late c martin uh, croker and he had also done a bunch of different voices in the uh, uh, episode. It's weird when you 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 look it up. They only credit one celebrity on the show, but then you realize that uh, they're not counting all the, the the clips they borrowed from previous episodes. Yeah, and, and it's doubly funny because you know they they mention Kevin Meany as himself, where he doesn't even have any speaking lines. He's just shown on on the the, the television set um, and like the last clip, like the last original clip, whenever they're singing, we wish you a merry birthday. Yep, Kevin Meany, uh, the late Kevin Meany. I, I was unaware he had passed away. Uh, so if you're probably under the age of 25, you probably have no idea who Kevin Meany <laughs> even is. Uh, he was a stand-up comedian, actor. One of his biggest claims to fame was uh, he played Uncle Buck on the short-lived Uncle Buck TV show. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. No, I I never watched the show, but I I was aware that it existed. And you saying that, I, I do remember hearing that bit of trivia before. Now, have you seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen it in ages. I probably saw it back whenever it was still relatively new. So here's the premise of the show is uh, after the events of the movie, the, his brother and his wife end up dying and he ends up adopting the children full time. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, what a... Uh, what a uh, lighthearted premise for a sitcom. <laughs> uh, there's a whole bunch of celebrities that show up. We're going to go over uh, all of that, uh, but we're going to do that while we review the episode as well. Uh, it was <laughs> Some of these also, if you are also young, this was very 90s, so there's going to be a lot of people that you probably never heard of or were big in the 90s, but not so big now. Well, and considering this was the first season, I, I think most of the celebrities that they got were people that had the right sense of humor or they were kind of out of the spotlight for the most part. So you get a lot of older celebrities and comedians. So to uh, put it in perspective, uh, there's an episode where Jim Carrey and the director of the mask are on promoting the mask, the movie. (laughs) So that should tell you how long ago this really, it doesn't, it's crazy to me that the the nineties were over 20 years ago. It just doesn't seem possible. Yeah. But, uh, so here it is. Like I said, we're going to watch A Space Ghost Christmas, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ready? Go. Hey, kids, I'm Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Look what the Cartoon Network is stuffing your Christmas stocking with. On Christmas Eve, we've got Charlotte's Web. That's right, the classic pig and spider tale. Followed by a whole hour of Dr. Seuss. And then all the kids me singing Christmas carols in a space ghost Christmas specialty. 
Right. And on Christmas Day, tune in for six hours of holiday tune movies, followed by even more great tunes, and finally, Johnny Questmas. How we doing on time? What? Now there's a Marvel Spider-Man trading card free inside specially marked boxes of Cookie Crisp. Buck is concerned about Tia's new boyfriend. I was craving a corn dog and some really bad Chinese food. You're lying. No, I'm not. Smell my breath. The all-new series premiere of Uncle Buck, Monday. just watched a space ghost christmas and good lord you <laughs> without spoiling too much that this could be the laziest piece of media i think i've ever seen in my life <laughs> well, i mean this this like we mentioned this was the the early days of cartoon network so they they had like you know two pennies to rub together and they used both of them and not much else to produce this because usually the average episode is about 11 minutes long, but this thing is like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's either filler or just, well, it's all filler. <laughs> Even when it's original material, it's practically <laughs> filler. So uh, I'm going to paint a picture for anyone. It opens the same set. He had a set where it was Space Ghost, which I found out is go he's on Ghost Planet, yeah, <laughs> which, which is his studio. It's him with two chairs and a desk with a... Uh, Screen behind him, outer space. Off camera is Zorak and the uh, the Space Ghost Band. The original way outs. <laughs> Which I believe they have, a, if I'm not mistaken, they actually produced a, a couple of original songs. Could be. And um, instead of a guest sitting in the desk, a, a monitor comes down from the roof and the celebrity appears on the monitor. It's uh, it's something else. And uh, it's snowing in outer space. Which, uh, <laughs> Surprises everybody, and I think Zorak harps on it more than anyone. Zorak, by the way, if you don't know, is basically a humanoid praying mantis. Even though they call him a locust. <laughs> and uh, Moltar especially hates snow, but he's like a lava man, and in a, in a, he's kind of like the human bomb, or uh, or uh, what's that character from the Legion of Superheroes? Fire, fire, 
Starfire Storm. What is that guy? <laughs> no, no, that's not. I don't know. Wildfire? What is that guy's name? Do you know oh, the uh, character I'm thinking of? I, I do, but I don't remember his name. He dated Dawnstar in Legion of Superheroes. All right. I, I know it's something fire, but you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> and then S- Space Ghost sings a very uh, <laughs> terrible version of uh, Old St. Nick, the old Christmas song, which Zorak kind of jumps in with a lot of uh, click, click, clicks. <laughs> and yeah, I, I will say that Zorak uh, continuously going click, click, click is my favorite running gag of this entire episode. At one point, uh, Space Ghost uh, refers to him as his little nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, they go back from commercial, uh, Zorak says, uh, kiss me, I'm missing a toe. <laughs> yeah, I get it, you know, you know he's not, he's not missile toe, he's missing... <laughs> Uh, we come back from our first commercial and we're going to go right to a clip to another episode. <laughs> Who should we get? But we get the one and only Bobcat Goldweight. Now, probably none of you even know who that is. Um, do you know who that is? Oh, yeah, I am. I was a big fan of uh, the Police Academy movies, and and I think he was one of my you know top two favorite characters. I I like to stand up. I haven't seen. I know Death to Smoochie. I want to. I I could be wrong on this, but I think he was involved in writing that movie. And then he also did the. Oh, I can't think of the his more more recent. I mean, I think it's still probably 10 years ago at this point, but um, like his kind of uh, controversial movie, uh, like God Bless America, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, I do remember something about that. He was very big in the late 80s. He's a very 90s thing. Mm -hmm. He was was in a few of the Police Academy movies. Uh, He was in the the movie Hot to Trot. Uh, he was in a movie with Whoopi. I think he was in Burglar with Whoopi Goldberg. Probably the most famous role that anybody might know listening was uh, he was uh, he did the voice of Pain on the uh, Disney Hercules cartoon. Yeah, I, I think he is kind of most well known for his voice because he ha- he has a very interesting way of speaking. Like it's very scratchy and and, and 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 you know like all of this, and it just keeps going up and down and all like that. I was going to attempt to do that. I'm glad that <laughs> you did instead. Save me the embarrassment. But uh, when he introduce, introduces Bobcat on the screen, it's it's actually Zorak pretending to be Bobcat. <laughs> he even says that uh, to Space Ghost, your, your show is lame. But the jig is up. <laughs> Space Ghost doesn't fall for it. And out comes Bobcat Goldweight. Well, at one point asked him what his uh, his real name was, and he says, uh, I think he said Tad Ghostwell? Yeah, Tad Ghostel is uh, Space Ghost's real name, <laughs> which I, I think that they do continue that running joke throughout the rest of the series. Which, if you look him up, he's had actually uh, different names from uh, time to time. I think in the original uh, cartoon, his name uh, was like Thadwell and not... Yeah, his original name was uh, Major Dixon Yates Thaddeus Ghostel. 
It's uh, quite, <laughs> quite ridiculous. Zorak says his real name is uh, Katie Did. And Space Ghost asked Bobcat what his secret identity, which was a running theme all the time of Space Ghost asking people what their superpowers and secret identities was. Yeah. And to keep up with this theme of the 90s, Bobcat's secret identity is one Joey Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can't fill enough dated references to the 90s <laughs> in this episode. Did he, what did this guy do? I, 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 Blossom is the only thing I could think of this guy was ever on. Yeah, he, he was, I mean, that, that's where he hit big was the, the older brother in Blossom. And then he also had a, like a Disney Channel series with his two younger brothers. Like after he was an adult, he was like the grown up brother. And I think <laughs> this was another series where their parents were dead and he was the adult brother taking care of his two younger brothers as their basically adopted father. And his big catchphrase on Blossom, wasn't it? Uh, Hello. Oh, wait, didn't he have a... Him and Clarissa knows all. Didn't they have a show uh, together? Uh, I swear they did a sitcom later on where they were both adults. Oh, man, I'm going to have to... I wish my wife was here. She would know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're I was like... Two- Blank and blank, but I don't remember what their names were. You know, two two very short, and I, I don't think it was Melissa and Joey, but it, it, it may have been, but it was something like that. Yeah, we're spending way too much time here <laughs> about Joey Lawrence. And Bobcat also reveals that John Tesh is his arch enemy. So again... <laughs> you went around in the 90s, you have, you have no idea what anything on this was referring to. <laughs> And uh, he asked uh, for getting a GIF uh, what Space Ghost's uh, power band size is, which Space Ghost refers to as his size is colossal. (laughs) Then we're going to bring out the Ramones (laughs) and the musical group, the Ramones. Now, I was kind of disappointed that the Ramones don't actually perform a musical number on this show. (laughs) Yeah, I think this... I think this one was like one of the ones where I I kind of got more of the vibe where it's like, are they even in on the joke? Because they they practically, you know, they don't really interact a whole lot. They just kind of introduce themselves and then they eat some cake. Yeah, like Joey doesn't even seem like he knows where the hell he is. In this. <laughs> uh, I think it was Marky and CJ do most of the talking. Um, kind of depressing because I think all of them now, except for CJ, I think have passed away. In fact, uh, both Zorak and uh, Moltar say they're Zorak Ramon and uh, Moltar Ramon. <laughs> and, uh, they make a bunch of dumb jokes <laughs> that they all laugh at. Uh, even something about getting a wedgie in tights. To put it in perspective, if you are Ramones fans, at the time they're promoting the the Ramones album Acid Eaters. So uh, if you're a Ramones fan, that might put you into perspective of the time frame of when this happened. Yeah, and I think uh, Space Ghost it mentions that that album was like recorded. It was like B-sides that were recorded in the 60s and then they released it in the 90s. I think what it actually is, is it's a cover album of songs from the 60s. And then Space Ghost doesn't quite get it because then he says the joke, why did it take so long to come out? Yeah. <laughs> And then they're they're magically suddenly everyone's wearing a party hat and they're eating a cake, which apparently was supposed to be for Space Ghost and Bobcat. Yeah, and and the party hats were 
you can tell that they were like drawn on the like they're not actually wearing party hats <laughs> they just animated over the top of them after the fact and uh <laughs> at this point setting in how <laughs> bizarre and stupid the show <laughs> really is uh they come back and space ghost starts singing deck the halls but it's <laughs> He'll go deck the halls, and then Zorg will go, Gabba Gabba, hey! <laughs> and the whole time, in a bizarre scene, <laughs> Moltar is watching live-action clips of people dressed as Santa Claus driving police motorcycles. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't remember this being so damn stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing that I... I would have liked to have done but i i didn't get the chance to do was to try and look up and see if i could find what any of these like clips came from especially the one in the next segment with batmantis they come back in uh another clip this because this reminded space ghost of the time moltar got kidnapped so we go to another clip where he's interviewing the late great adam west and anyone, if you don't know Adam West, shame on you. He was the original Batman from the 60s TV show. And you find out during this that Moltar has been kidnapped. And uh, they want Space Ghost power bands. And he'll be recycled if he doesn't give them up. Signed, your mother. Yeah, where's Marky Mark whenever you need him? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they just... Uh, which gets to a lot of strange miscommunications where Zorak and uh, Space Coast can't decide if they're referring to his mother or <laughs> Zorak's mother. Because uh, it couldn't be his mother. And then they go to a weird thing where Zorak, they censor his ugly head out of nowhere. Uh, and then he's wearing <laughs> a makeshift Batman costume. Where, as you said, he becomes Batmantis. Mm-hmm. What the <laughs> hell is going on on this and then he's interviewing lee merriweather and if you don't know that she was one of the uh three women who played catwoman back in the 60s she only played catwoman in the batman the movie yeah she's on there and then uh all of a sudden uh adam west is back and and i do like the fact that zorak does mention that julie nomar was his favorite catwoman yes she actually says that she thought Eartha Kitt was the best. <laughs> when Adam West comes back and he says how oh, your mom took Moltar, there was like this long, awkward silence where Adam West and Space Ghost both said nothing. And it felt like <laughs> it went on for an eternity. I don't know. That that kind of humor is is like my favorite parts of this. Just him being, you know, it's the concept of Space Ghost himself is like the worst choice for a late night talk show host and I, I i like the fact that a lot of the humor draws from his failings as a talk show host i mean in, in this episode he falls asleep during the interview and i love that adam west just kind of just starts blatantly plugging his book yeah yeah just brings his book out and starts plugging it right in the middle of the interview yeah they have a conversation about how Space Ghost is flabbergasted that Adam West doesn't have any powers. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why his show got canceled. He says, uh, <laughs> when your mother calls, and uh, Space Ghost calls her a harlot, which is uh, it's not something you hear every day. 
Eartha Kitt does show up and she has an interview and I think she's uh, she's the one that's like the most game for this out of these three. And and again, these are like, you know, the older actors that, that were kind of past their prime doing a show like this. And and you can tell that Adam West is kind of playing along, but he seems like he's not all that into it. Eartha Kitt is, you know, full on just rolling with it and playing along with with the show. And then Lee Merriweather is like somewhere in the middle because you can, I, I got the the feeling that she was kind of annoyed at a couple parts, but then she, you know, she had some genuine laughs in there. So it's, it's interesting to see how these, the guests that they have on there are interacting with this just absurd talk show. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if they, uh, I really want to know if they edited it to be this awkward or if it was this awkward in the recording. <laughs> and, uh, finally, he tells that uh, <laughs> Eartha Kit that he's on Ghost Planet and a very bizarre line where he says, where every day feels like Wednesday. <laughs> but then Space Ghost wakes up. It was all a dream. He had fallen asleep during the Adam West interview. Yeah, and, and you didn't mention, but uh, all the clips with the uh, – Hostage in negotiations with your mother is like clips from an old fifties movie with a, a a blonde woman talking on the telephone, which I, I feel like they match the the motion pretty well. I mean, like the lip flaps don't move very well, but I felt like the the motion and everything. I thought they did match that pretty well. When they come back, it's back to Christmas, and uh, he's going to have the Council of Doom. Which, if anybody doesn't know, the Council of Doom were all the villains of Space Ghost's cartoons when they work together. They're going to sing the 12 Days of Christmas. And it's just me, or did this damn thing feel like it went on for an eternity? <laughs> yeah, and they only did five of them, too. <laughs> and one of them, the female member, is named the Black Widow. <laughs> not to be confused with the Scarlett Johansson Black Widow. Yeah, I I did not remember any of the other character any of the other villains except well, I I guess I've recognized about half of them because I, I definitely recognize Brack because he's a he's a very recurring character and then I also kind of remember the other the locust the locust that actually looks more like a locust than <laughs> than Zorak does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this uh, predates uh, the first appearance of Black Widow in the comic books because they both appeared in the '60s. Uh, so it could be just an amazing coincidence. It's not like Marvel invented the term Black <laughs> Widow. It's a it is a spider. Let's take a look and see if this predates Black Widow. First appeared Tales of Suspense '52, April 1964. So Marvel beat Hanna Barbera to the punch of naming <laughs> their character Black Widow. Yes, thankfully, mercifully, Space Ghost cut this song off when they got to the fifth day of Christmas. And <laughs> at this point, I am like, Jesus, this show is not meant to be. The 11-minute format, <laughs> that works just fine. <laughs> this show was not meant to be this long because Jesus Christ is it exposing how much filler is really on this damn show. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned this before we started recording. But uh, I was sick last night whenever I watched this. Like, I was enjoying the first few because I I remembered them pretty clearly. But I was, like, nodding off by the, the third episode. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Boltar makes a comment about how uh, Space Ghost's butt is roasting on an open fire. 
And then we go once again to another clip episode. <laughs> First, we get, uh, again, the 90s, the band leader of The Tonight Show from the 90s, Branford Marcellus. Do you have any idea who that is? No, I did not recognize him at all. <laughs> I kind of remember him. He might have. This is uh, <laughs> very random. Jay Leno wrestled at a wrestling event, WCW Spring Stampede, and Branford might have been part of that. And <laughs> that's the only thing I can remember. He asked what uh, Jay Leno does to defend the universe, which Br- <laughs> Branford says nothing, um, <laughs> which uh, gets uh, Space Ghost very upset. All of a sudden, though, that we had technical difficulties and showing off the air for a minute, which was, I I have no idea. All I can think of is I didn't have enough, enough material to keep it going. Uh, Bradford is actually promoting an album that he has coming out at the time, which I don't recall them ever actually mentioning the name of the record. Do you? No, I don't remember. And also another bizarre scene where uh, he asked what he had for breakfast and uh, Space Ghost had a sausage and mayonnaise soup in a cream corn omelet with a fuzzy bread and milk that had been left out for weeks. <laughs> and this makes uh, Moltar uh, puke during the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning that's the, that the episode does start out with um, Moltar being sick. And so, right. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, Space Ghost describing this very disgusting breakfast was clearly a something in order to make Moltar sick. And, uh, at <laughs> one point, because uh, Bradford mentions that there's a lot of pop songs on his album, suddenly Zorak is dressed like he's from a hip-hop band from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, leftover LL Cool J clothes, I would say. This also brought another uh, awkward uh, silence from everybody on the show. <laughs> they get Bradford to scat, and uh, everybody... Uh, <laughs> joins in on the scatting as well pretty good uh you want to give a scat rendition or is that am i asking too much yeah that's that's a little too much and, and also like that's i i don't I honestly remember that part because that that was kind of where i was uh nodding off a bit <laughs> uh, i can't say that i blame you hopefully uh <laughs> our listening audience isn't nodding off <laughs> hearing about this then we get a true piece of work. Danny Bonaducci shows up. <laughs> I swear, this is like a time capsule to things that were moderately in in the night. <laughs> well, again, I don't even think Danny Bonaducci was very relevant in the 90s. I think this was around the time where I think he got arrested for attacking somebody. Yeah, this is in the era when has been celebrities were starting to become like get a second win because of shitty reality shows. <laughs> and I think he had made the rounds on a bunch of them. So, uh, that's why he was, well, I don't want to use the word relevant cause I don't know if this guy was ever relevant, but, uh, uh somewhat <laughs> relevant. And, uh, well, if anyone doesn't know, he played the, the, the younger brother on the Partridge family back in the sixties. And that's pretty much it. He's been living off that now for, I don't know, 40 years. Even if I don't even know if he's still alive or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> He shows up mid-set. He gets cut off at one point. Space Ghost says that he should thank Space Ghost for, for him being a child star. And at, at one point, I think Moltar is playing Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> and uh, he makes a comment about some of these child stars getting what they deserve. And they make a reference to Space Ghost's uh, 
twin sidekicks from the old cartoon. And uh, then Zorak says one line about how uh, if you have no talent and no personality, you'll, you'll get your own talk show. <laughs> well, by that logic, Dan and Bonaduce should have had a talk show because, to my knowledge, he has no. Well, I can't say he doesn't have any personality, but he certainly doesn't have any talent. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if he did have a talk show at some oh, wait. point. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this is going back a ways. You've seen the show The View, right? Yeah. Well, they at one point they did a they tried to do an all male version called The Other View, and one of them was Denny Bonaducci. It was Denny Bonaducci, Dick Clark, Mario Lopez, and I think one other person. <laughs> Needless to say, it was not very successful. Then we came back from that clip. And then Zorak tries to sing Jingle Bells. Doesn't get too many of the lyrics right. <laughs> he threw a lot of click clicks in there. And uh, uh, <laughs> this is where we got a reaction shot of Kevin Meany for, for <laughs> no particular <laughs> reason whatsoever. I don't even know what the heck the point of that was. Yeah, I think that was just basically just a clip pulled from yet another episode. Because I know he did have a full interview on an episode in that first season space ghost wishes everyone a merry christmas everyone sings but instead of happy new year they sing uh <laughs> we wish you a happy birthday we wish you happy birthday we wish you a happy birthday and a happy birthday <laughs> yeah I, th- I thought this was a fun song especially whenever they get towards the end where they start I would say the first two thirds of the song, it's always happy birthday. But then in the last third of the song, they start adding the, the Marys and the Christmases and the New Year's mixed in with the, the happy and the birthday. At one point, they start singing, uh, bring some figgy pudding. <laughs> we just kind of go out with <laughs> just them kind of singing some more, uh, Christmas songs. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's how we ended a Space Ghost Christmas with them going out singing terrible versions of Christmas songs <laughs> <laughs> with the lyrics wrong. I will say, whenever I suggested this, I didn't really do any research and didn't realize that it was mainly just a clip show with, you know, the basically the the five different joke the parody christmas songs added in into this i've i just remembered watching space ghost coast to coast and and enjoying that that as a show it actually went on a lot longer than i thought it did even though a lot of the later years they only produced like one or two episodes i think well, when you suggested this, I was like, oh, you know, that's nothing I ever talked about. That would be neat to talk about. And there was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, this thing. I, You said you nodded off. <laughs> I couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> by, the, by, by the end, I was like, Jesus, is this damn thing ever going to end? I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't laugh at any of it. It didn't really amuse me. But Jesus, this is like a 10-minute 10, 10 joke stretched out to like 40 minutes. Yeah, I, I do think that this show does benefit for the 11 minute runtime and and i think that a lot of the episodes are worth revisiting but i i don't think they pick the best episodes i always remember the the gilligan's island which i think was the very first episode that one being 
an actually, you know, a really entertaining episode where I think they got like practically all the, all the cast members of Gilligan's Island that were still alive at the time of filming. Um, and, um, I looked it up. Danny Bacinucci is still, he's still with us. He's, he's still alive and well. He's only 63 years old. Despite my, uh, Low opinion of him. I'm glad to hear that he's okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's, this is uh, this is something. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into our ranking system, and then we're gonna dis- we're gonna discuss it a little more in depth. We're going to our spectrometer. Anybody new to the show, we uh, rank what we saw. Zero spectros being garbage. Four spectros being it just doesn't get any better. Bubba, what are you going to give a Space Ghost Christmas? Uh, it's it's tough because I, I feel like I, a lot of it is, it is kind of nostalgia talking because I did watch this in the 90s whenever I was a teenager. And back then, this felt like the best thing ever. Uh, watching it, you know, staying up and I think it aired at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Watching it again. I think that it still hits in a few places, but I do think this extended format, the jokes wear a little thin, but I'm going to give it uh, two and a half. I think. All right. Um, <laughs> I am going <laughs> to, I'm giving this a one. <laughs> Um, I remember kind of enjoying the show at the time, looking back, and maybe if we did, like you said, one of the 11-minute episodes, I I would give it a higher ranking, but this thing just went on and on and on. I'm not going to say I didn't laugh at any of the jokes, but Jesus, this thing (laughs) was so... 40 minutes, give or take, it felt like an hour and a half. It, It felt so long. My favorite part probably is when Adam West and Space Ghost had their bizarre, awkward moment of silence that went on <laughs> forever. I got to admit, that part made me laugh. And it was interesting to see this, like, I wouldn't say it's a perfect representation of the 90s, but it really <laughs> puts in perspective what was going on in the 90s because it's a fill of things that were might have been somewhat of a thing back then that i mean jesus christ i don't think any of these people if you're what is it gen z is that the current or is it if it gen z i don't think would know anybody on this damn show maybe adam <laughs> yeah and that just because of his run on family guy uh but what do you think out there maybe i'm being a ebenezer scrooge here maybe i'm not i'm being too hard on a space ghost christmas I mean, you couldn't have uh, liked it much less than I did, but you might have liked it more. Tell us what you think. You can go to my social media and let me know. I'm at Matt Spectro. You can follow me while you're there. Find me at Matt Spectro through the multiverse on Facebook and uh, tell me what you think. I was on Hive for a little while, but I'm starting to think nobody uses that app anymore. uh, So I'm not going to plug that. (laughs) Bubba, I want to thank you for decking the halls with me at uh, this Yule time time of year. It was a lot of fun revisiting, you know, even, even though I know that off at the end, I, I still enjoyed revisiting Space Ghost Coast to Coast and uh, chatting with you about it. Do you often uh, enjoy things so much that they make you fall asleep? <laughs> well, I mean, I blame being sick. <laughs> that had a lot to do with it, too. 
All right, here comes the part of our show. Free plug time, Bubba. The floor is yours. Plug away at anything and everything you'd like to plug. Sure. My most active project right now is my podcast, It's Time to Rewind, where I cover time loop movies and episodes of TV shows, and I break them down one loop per episode. So you get a, a lot of in-depth and detailed coverage of different various uh, time loop movies and shows. I'm currently going through the time loop episodes of Buffy and Angel, as well as some coverage of their non-time loop episodes. As of recording, I had just recently posted um, an episode on Once More with Feeling, the musical episode, and I, I think uh, pretty much the best episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I also have a... Uh, another website that's been going on for about uh, for 11 years now called flightstightsandmovienights.com, and that's where I have written reviews of pretty much every superhero movie uh, out there, animated and non-animated. It's in written form. I've got over 500 movie reviews of all the superhero movies that you've heard of and plenty of ones that I'm sure you have never heard of before. Uh, did you see Black Adam in Wakanda Forever? I've seen Black Adam. I did not get a chance to go out to see Wakanda Forever yet. And uh, they just this week released the trailer for Into the Spider-Verse. Did you get a chance to see that? I saw that it came out, but I didn't watch it yet. All right. Well, I do want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back for another episode. Of course. Anytime. You always uh, pick stuff that's a little more interesting than the norm. So I always (laughs) appreciate stuff that's outside of the box thinking. No problem. And I want to thank everyone else for joining us as well. And uh, don't forget to join us next week where, even though it's been a month, we're doing our official Christmas episode next episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you join in. And if you could uh, subscribe to my podcast, hit the five-star reviews, I'd really appreciate it as well. And that's it for this week. Until then, if we don't hear from you, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And to all a good night.